the FTX collapse has been one of the biggest frauds in recent corporate history. John J. Ray III, who is overseeing the bankruptcy proceedings, has described it as worse than Enron. However, finally, someone is likely to go to jail for it. Caroline Ellison, who is leading Alameda Research, and Gary Wang, who co-founded FTX, have pled guilty to several fraud-related offenses, and they face hefty prison terms. Caroline Ellison faces up to 110 years behind bars, and Gary Wang up to 50 years in jail. Now, those are the theoretical maximums. The actual prison sentence is likely to be significantly lower. However, importantly, both of them have agreed to cooperate with the authorities over the prosecution of Sam Bankman-Fried, which is just the person who is leading the whole organization could potentially face a very significant prison term if he is ultimately found guilty. Let's start by talking about Caroline Ellison. She was running Alameda Research. She's been described as a mathematics genius, but she was seemingly truly awful at trading. Indeed, she lost money during the crypto bull market of 2021. Alameda Research frittered away money on random junk that seemingly should never have been invested in. The losses got so bad that even Sam Bankman-Fried said that Alameda had no chance of ever making up for their losses through future profits. In essence, Alameda should just have been shut down. In addition, Caroline Ellison has now pled guilty to seven fraud-related offences. Now, there is some overlap between these, but it's worth going through them. The first couple of them are wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud against FTX customers. This presumably is over FTX using customers' funds to go and invest through Alameda Research and her participation in that. It's premised on the idea that she must have known that was being done and that it should not have been done. This carries a maximum prison sentence of 20 years behind bars. Furthermore, there is a hefty fine, the maximum of $250,000, or twice the proceeds from the crime, or twice the loss suffered by virtue of this crime. Next, we've got wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud against Alameda's lenders. This presumably is over the idea that Alameda tried to make itself look much less risky than it genuinely was to its lenders, in part by manipulating the FTT token's value, but also in part by using customers' funds, which effectively became lenders, to Alameda Research. This again potentially faces a maximum prison sentence of that 20 years and a very hefty fine, very similar to the wire fraud we just talked about. Next, we have what's going on with commodities fraud. Now this presumably relates to the idea that the FTT token, but it could also broadly relate to other cryptocurrencies. We also have money laundering, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and then finally, conspiracy to defraud securities investors. In particular here, the equity investors into FTX. Presumably, this is over her role of either staying silent or participating in representations that FTX's risk management was solid and was reasonable, and that they weren't using customers' funds to go out and invest in other risky random stuff. Either she stayed silent or actively participated in those representations. Now, I have a lack of sympathy for some of the equity investors here. The VC funds seemingly dropped the ball. They seemingly were truly awful in their due diligence. And when they are not doing any due diligence seemingly, it's a little bit rich for them to come back and say they were misled if they didn't bother to do any research whatsoever. And I've previously slammed these VCs who did a very shoddy job 
in prior interviews and also in prior videos. And the major lessons really need to be for the VC funds, right? Like I feel incredibly sorry for the people who put their money into FTX and then were pretty much ripped off. Mm -hmm. I feel less sorry for the VC funds. Uh, and they're going to have some major questions that they need to answer for their own investors. Yeah, so take Sequoia, for example, yeah. or SoftBank. Yeah. I mean, when you see who was running these exchanges in Alameda, the, tr you know, the market maker and everything else, like, you've got to question what type of due diligence they did. Well, according to the puff piece that Sequoia put on their own website, not very much. Yeah. Uh, now, admittedly, they deleted this very shortly after FTX collapsed, so they were probably embarrassed by their own possible lack of due diligence. Now, admittedly, that was probably not actually written by a partner, but it seems like they didn't really do a ton of scrutiny. According to their own puff piece, they'd hear uh, ruminations from Sam Bankman-Fried, the outgoing CEO, ruminations about his vision for the future of money. And then apparently their eyes lighted up and all of the partners were saying, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. This is a must investment. Yeah. And it was actually uh, cringe worthy to read. It, it was, it kind of read like an episode of Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, it would have come across like a parody if it weren't on their own website. Yeah. Okay, so uh, VCs will be doing uh, a lot of navel gazing, you've got to think. And you've got to say, you know, even the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan put money into FTX. Now at this stage, it's also worth pointing out that if you want to learn more about private capital markets, I have a course on angel investing and startups. You can check that out using the link in the description below. It may or may not be helpful to you in avoiding situations like the FTX debacle. So those are the seven offenses that Caroline Ellison has pled guilty to. Like I said, a maximum total prison sentence of 110 years. However, it is likely to be much shorter in practice. A, because many of these offences could just run concurrently rather than consecutively, which means the 110 years is scaled down to 20 years if all of the sentences are running concurrently. Secondly, she is likely to get significant discounts for pleading guilty. The discount is because it saves a lot of time and money for her to have just pled guilty. Furthermore, it shows a degree of contrition that she has now accepted that she did something wrong. In addition, the fact that she is cooperating with the authorities shows that she is contrite, or at least is feigning contrition, about the wrongdoing here, and is now ultimately helping out with another prosecution, which again saves time and money. The fact that she has pled guilty further shows that she might have a greater chance of rehabilitation than someone who actively resists the charges in court. Now, if we look at Gary Wang, Gary Wang co-founded FTX. He's been relatively more silent throughout this whole saga. And it seems that he had less involvement with FTX than, say, Caroline Ellison or Sam Bankman-Fried did. He seems to have been a less prominent player. Nevertheless, it has been alleged that he was involved in building a backdoor to enable money to go from FTX through to Alameda Research. Hence why he has now pled guilty to four fraud-related offences. The first ones are the wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud against FTX customers. That's likely for similar reasons to Caroline Ellison. He also pled guilty to commodities fraud and securities fraud, much like Caroline Ellison did. Now, he faces a maximum prison sentence of 50 years. He's also publicly stated that he's going to cooperate with the authorities. And both plea agreements require Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang to cooperate over any other prosecutions that are being done. Now, this, of course, leads to the question of why is it that they are pleading guilty? Well, they might have just seen the writing on the wall. There was no point resisting any of these offences if they knew they would ultimately be prosecuted. After all, lawyers cost a lot of money, and you might as well save some money if you know you're going to be convicted anyway. 
In addition, you get hefty sentencing discounts by pleading guilty, especially for non-violent offences. Pleading guilty saves the court time and money. Furthermore, it helps to show a degree of contrition. It shows a degree of remorse by pleading guilty. Indeed, sentencing considers myriad factors. Furthermore, as part of the plea agreement, the prosecutor has agreed to not feed through information in relation to any criminal tax offences that might come up. This also helps to avoid negative information coming out of court that might otherwise have been used against them in other criminal prosecutions. The next question, of course, is what this means for Sam Bankman-Fried. It likely is not good news. Both Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang are likely to be witnesses against him. This is because their plea agreement requires them to do so, and that would help them with their sentencing. If he's got two witnesses attesting against him, then it reduces his chances of getting off any of these offences. Furthermore, if they've pled guilty, whereas he has resisted the exact same charges, it shows potentially he wasn't acknowledging that he's done anything wrong, and or B doesn't acknowledge the gravity of it, and or C is wasting the court's time when other people by contrast had decided not to do so. Now ultimately though, these guilty offences are probably good for the crypto industry. The crypto industry has faced a lot of headwinds recently. It's faced the whole issue with FTX collapsing. Binance has had massive billion dollar withdrawals. Accounting firms have seemingly shied away from auditing these crypto companies. Mazars and Arbonino have decided to withdraw from auditing crypto firms for the moment. BDO seemingly is doing similarly. The fact that people have pled guilty to these criminal offences though, would show there are repercussions for wrongdoing, which might give some more confidence to people engaging in the crypto industry. Indeed, it shows that existing criminal offences can police any wrongdoing. After all, this was outright fraud that went on. Existing criminal offences get directly to that outright fraud. It suggests that we don't necessarily need additional offences. We don't necessarily need punitive regulation brought in. Maybe some things to help with a degree of light-touch consumer protection. Indeed, existing laws deal with much of the wrongdoing that was going on with FTX, as we have seen from these guilty pleas. But ultimately, it will be interesting to see what happens to Sam Bankman-Fried.